Hello? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you perfect now. Can you? How do I sound? You sound great. You're very loud and clear. Well, that's because I'm using this really fancy microphone. Hey, you sound great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do, Zaddy. All right, let's see if we can get Mook in here. Sounds great. Uh, no, don't turn the air off. Luke, can you hear the background white noise from my air conditioner? It's really strong. We just got a new unit put in. No, not at all. All right, great. Yeah, I got the 48 volts on. I got a really nice AKG. It's a C214. It's a really nice microphone. So, uh, I have a C213. So you do? No, I, I don't know. Okay. If You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> One, oh, one day, one day what? I'll get it from the three to the four. You know, if if you're lucky, but uh, very few, this is elite status here. Who? This this microphone, it's elite status. I thought you said Elise's dad is here. Like some person named Elise. You know what, Lou? Sometimes from time to time, my lisp comes out, and you don't need to make a note of it. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? No, so it's, you know, you know, I had a lisp 15 years ago that I don't have now. Okay. Well, and well, I'm not, well. I'm, not, I'm always preoccupied about that. Well, well, well. <laughs> oh man, it's the real deal. Wheel. Well, well, well. Set a timer for 55 minutes. What's going on, fellas? You know it. Uh, just sitting here Friday afternoon, living the dream. Yeah. More or less. I miss. I miss any of those hot takes. <laughs> no, we just got started. You were spicy on that podcast. <laughs> uh, which one did you have the biggest discrepancy with, Anthony? Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Let me, let me. Before you guys get into it, let me, uh, let me get into my room. I got your lunch over here, baby. Come here. Yeah, I was about to. Here. I was about to say, Lou. It sounds like you're in a Spanish household, bro. It's loud as heck over there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the room. Uh, we got a new dog today, so we're like, I'm like out back trying to assist Crystal with that. A new dog? Yeah. What kind of dog? We think she's a uh, some kind of pit bull terrier. Like we Aww. got her from a rescue shelter. Um, she's like two. She had some pups. Um, she's she got fixed yesterday. She's like short and stout. She's like strong as hell. Like. <laughs> But she's, I, like it's cool. That, that's a lot coming from you, Moo, because I think you might be the strongest person I know. Well, she, she's strong for Crystal. She ain't strong for me. Uh, <laughs> way to way to be humble, dog. <laughs> yeah, Crystal got pulled her, pulled her back into a stopper. I'm like Jesus Christ, but want to do some legs every once in a while. <laughs> so, how you guys feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad I'm able to get on here with you guys, man. I'm I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this opportunity to do this with you. And I knew that you did one with, with, with uh, Anthony before. And I was like, I was like, Oh man, I'd love, cause I love Anthony's hot takes on a lot of things. Cause he's very passionate. Yeah. So, so this is a dream come true. I didn't know that I was going to, you know, by accident be calling you out of retirement. Nah, man, I, I, Lou knows I'm a faithful listener. So I'm like always like, you know, listening, I'll offer some kind of feedback every once in a while. And the biggest thing was like, like, I loved it. I honestly think, like, having you on there, like, listening to it, it was like, it, it sounded so good. It was, it was my favorite one. It's not even close. <laughs> it was just so fun. Like, it literally, I was literally at work driving, and I was just, like, cracking up. People probably thought I was fucking losing my mind because I had my uh, AirPods on listening to it. My uh, speaker was dead. Right. I loved it. It was just so good, man. Uh, it felt good. It felt good hearing you guys talk. So, I just wanted to. I'll be honest. Like, are, are we recording right now, Lou? Yeah, well, I'm gonna cut this off, but we're recording. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have no issues with it. I was just lying so you guys can just do a podcast with me. I was feeling jealous. Fantastic. Oh, that's All awesome. Right. Well, well, uh, before we get started, uh, I don't know what you guys got planned today, but I got, I got hella dad stuff to do. I got to replace the garbage disposal. I had to I had to pop open the the lock mailbox because I misplaced my keys for that, and also I'm rearranging the living room for the fall season because it's our first Christmas coming up in the apartment. And Dee didn't know this, but I want to put a big ass tree in the corner, so I'm switching up the whole living room so we can put the biggest tree we can find because we have like 15 foot ceilings, and I'm like, it's I want a big tree. I want a big ass tree. Damn, Walmart, get through one season first. You're not even through <laughs> Halloween. You're already talking about Christmas? Heck yeah. Dog, I don't care about no Halloween. All right. My soul is saved. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yep, I'm, oh already, I'm, I'm already thinking Christmas and Thanksgiving. We got Dallas oh, on the 24th, God. Christmas Eve. We'll be playing you guys. That's going to be oh, fun. So, you, so, you, so your Christmas is going to be ruined then because probably <laughs> going to spank you guys again. You are so delusional. Let's not even go there. We're talking movies today, okay? <laughs> All right, let's uh, yeah. Movies. So we got about 15 minutes. So I can do it. I'm doing this on my lunch break. Um, so we'll just take a little pause, and then I'll start off the podcast, and you guys just go ahead. All right, let's All right, go. Let's have at it. All right. Well, you, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna referee this thing, right? You're not just gonna fall yeah. out. I want you to jump in. I want you. I want you to jump in as well, though. I don't want it to be just a conversation between uh, Billy and I. I want you know. I, no, I'm gonna be like know. special guest referee, and then when the fight starts, I'm gonna give the crowd a finger and just walk away and let you guys like wrestle. Ooh, Ooh that's sexy. That's yeah, sexy. The inadvertent, the inadvertent hit and lay on the ground for ten minutes. I like oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> or or pull the Shawn Michaels. I would love to see Luke in some nineteen ninety six Daisy Duke black tights and then just sweet chinning Mook right in the face. That'd be great. <laughs> At I the end, him. right? At the end, and he just <laughs> does a really hard suck it. Where he just points really hard. I'm like, just... <laughs> yeah, fuck Marvel. Uh. What? Yeah. Uh, easy, easy. Uh, okay. All right. So let's take a break right. here. This is All right. A little silence. Let's go. S-A-M-I-R-Y-E is that podcast with Sammy Rye. And we are back this week. We're bringing back Billy Hooks and we're bringing back Anthony Wheeler. It's the first, well, not the first three-man podcast, but the first three-man podcast, including Billy Hooks, is exciting. I want to see what you guys get into. I heard Anthony had some issues with things Billy said last week on the podcast. If you guys missed it, go back, listen to Billy Hooks' podcast last week. But now this week, and what, what's the deal, man? Why did you want to come on the show? So, listening to the podcast, um, the biggest thing was I enjoyed it. It was good. It was entertaining as hell. So, if anyone's interested in going out there listening to it, you definitely won't be disappointed. Um, okay. Some of the things that I thought was kind of, I don't want to say ridiculous, but just borderline insane mm. was some of the things he was talking about. Mm. Um, his, his movie, which movie was better between the Batman and Top Gun? Uh-oh. Uh, the oversaturation part of Marvel, the uh, the flip flopping on Thor. I mean, I thought he was a fish out of water the way he was flip flopping. It was, oh, was kind of wild. Come on. It was kind of wild. About? I wasn't flip flopping. I I I, I, I had say, some strong positions, and then there were some things I I was a little more lenient on. That's not flip flopping. That's called being a a decent human being. Mm, mm, I time stamped it when I sent the message to uh, <laughs> to Sammy, letting oh, him know was, like he was he, thorough. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of, because it was just like, hold on, like, first thing I'll say about the Marvel thing, because you were saying how it's oversaturation, and I feel like people talk about that, um, like Marvel oversaturating the market, but I think, honestly, what people don't realize is, honestly, this is probably, like, the the worst or, like, a downward time for movies in general, like, yeah, outside of the pandemic where there was nothing, um, Marvel is literally competing against Marvel at this point. Marvel is essentially doing on the movies like mcu is doing what the comics did back in the 70s and 80s the golden eras of comics like they're giving us content but they're just giving it to us in a visual way like we got so many so many tv shows like there's never been a situation now or how it is now excuse me where tv is pr primarily the dominant uh media content like movies used to be the big thing it used to be kind of like your movie actor i mean tv actor then you kind of move on to TV, uh, movies it's not the not the case no more i feel like now movies are kind of like taking a backseat to tv so marvel has found this void where it's like we have all these all these years like eras of just like of just like content just you know stories characters so they look at it as like hollywood especially coming out of the pandemic Mm. they don't they're not putting out anything like yeah we got some movies here or there but it's not like before before it was like every friday if it was a new release you can get excited about i feel like now it's kind of like every other month maybe every two months some studios aren't doing anything so marvel's just probably looking at it like all right you know what yeah we're going to give you our tv shows but we're also going to give you our movies to kind of you know fill the void i feel like if anything marvel's not oversaturating they're just doing what they did in the 80s. Like I said, like, you know, the 70s and the 80s with comics, they're just putting it on the big screen or, well, you know, the small screen on their streaming. Well, here's my thing is that I get the feeling, well, Disney Plus is definitely a nice medium that you could fill the, the in-between stories, right? Because none of these, like, I don't see She-Hulk being a movie. Obviously, Hawkeye was not going to be a movie. Uh, Black Widow should have not even existed at all. Um, 
gotta pump your brakes. Black Widow was amazing. Yeah. No, it yeah. was. Yeah. It was so. Black Widow was not good at all. Taskmaster was oh weak sauce. Um, so here's my thing. I think they're trying to fill in the gaps too much. And at this point, like if you look at it, Thor: Love and Thunder was not nearly as good as Thor: Ragnarok. It wasn't. It was number one. It was way too goofy. I just felt like I was watching a comedy. It was yeah. not a superhero movie. It wasn't. That's fine. And then not for nothing, like most of the big sequences at best, the third act was underwhelming. Thank you. That's fine. But you it was can't underwhelming. Look at, you can't look at it as a situation of like them, them uh, oversaturating because like essentially what they're doing is they're telling stories like it, to me an oversaturation would be a situation where they look at it as like you know what we came off that run from the first like three phases end game ended and now everything is a movie like if they just literally put like everything is a movie then they'll be like that's oversaturation that's just a cash grab they're 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 planning it accordingly they're telling everyone's story because there's so many characters so like if they were only telling tony stark stories or they were only telling uh steve rogers stories or uh, T'Challa, then it would be like an oversaturation because it's kind of like, yo, you got so many characters. It's kind of like what DC does with Batman. Like, mm -hmm. instead of them kind of like spreading it out, showing the love to everyone, telling the story, letting it grow, they're just constantly giving us reboots, reboots, reboots. And to me, even though the reboots are happening years in between, it's kind of like, yo, like, this is too much of one character. So, like, to me, what they're doing is they're just telling stories planting seeds and then in the end they're bringing it all together it's kind of like you know like they had multiverse was a big the big reveal you know and uh and uh uh doctor not doctor strange loki but they also planted some of those seeds in wandavision but then mm. they also had a huge plot line in doctor strange too so it's kind of like they're not oversaturating the market they're just finding creative ways to fill voids in my opinion but also tell these stories and further along but you think about it it's so many characters that they're introducing. Whoever would have thought Ant-Man, Miss Marvel, uh, 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 Moon Knight. Like, if you'd have told me in 2008 when uh, Iron Man came out that literally 14 years later, those are the characters we would be focused on, I would be like, first of all, who are those people and what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think the thing to think about here is, like, Marvel, not only do they make a lot of content, but they different kinds of content like in almost every subgenre. so like right now on netflix is trending they have the extraordinary attorney woo which is a show from korea it's a lawyer show right and you also kind of had better call saw that just finished but mm -hmm. a lawyer show lawyer shows is kind of its own subgenre genre of, of drama so when she hawk comes out she hawk is a lawyer show about super powered people who go to court and need to be defended because they have superpowers and they get in a unique problems. So it's not like they're doing just, you know, bad guys, super, a superhero, you know, movie like, you know, oh, the guy wants to destroy the world. We're going to stop him. Like She-Hawk is a lawyer show. Um, you know, Ant-Man, if the first one at least was a, a heist movie. So like they do different types of movies, but they all look like superhero movies, but they're actually like, different subgenres of what type of movies yeah, they are. But what what I'm saying is this is that when I say it's it's oversaturation, the quality in my opinion of the storytelling, the quality of the narratives are being depleted because I don't think you're getting as much time in between to write and perfect these things. When you talk about Marvel at its peak in my opinion, it was it was Winter Soldier. That was a spy movie. I forget sometimes that's a superhero movie. Yeah, it was yeah. that good that of a, a spy one. espionage movie that I was like, no, to me, to me, I mean, you could argue it's up there either right next to or before Endgame in terms of quality of a of a superhero movie. At one time, um, I thought Winter Soldier was the best MCU movie. I, that that that's where it sits for me, honestly. Like if I'm if I'm not being goofy or facetious, and I'm being serious about breaking down all those ideas, I'm like Captain America: The Winter Soldier was so so good, and I just feel like that quality of storytelling, that quality of depth that they're giving to all the characters, the time they're putting into it. How could I even care about Moon Knight? He was there for six episodes. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like out of like Iron Man's first three. Thor's first three and Captain America's first three. 
I think arguably, you know, Winter Soldier probably is the best one, followed maybe by Civil War. But Civil War kind of I would agree because so many characters are in there. No, um, it doesn't cheat because the storytelling is amazing and the depth that is. they go to yeah. and the conflict, the inner conflict that they create because Steve doesn't want to lie to Tony, but he knows he has to because he cares about him. And Tony doesn't want to hurt Steve. And also what it did prove is that Captain America could totally kick Iron Man's ass if he did not have armor. Well, that's yeah, just I mean, a fact. Tony's just so human. Of course, that's that's his yeah. Story, but, but he had to use his program to save him because Steve just would have whipped his ass, even if he had the suit and no technology. If there was no Friday to tell him how to map his trajectory and like trying to figure out what he's gonna do next, even with just the suit and the repulsors, Cap still would have whipped Iron Man's ass. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's Tony trying to subdue him, and he could have blew his head off if he wanted to. But that's not no. Tony's not gonna do that. If, if Cap, him. if Cap. No, if Cap wanted to, he could have swung that shield right at Tony, would have absorbed his repulsor blast, and took his head off. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, but they're not going to murder If you him. think they're about it, let's be honest, because Cap, without a doubt, is stronger than Tony's suit. That's just a fact. I mean, essentially, sure, if we're being honest here, all Tony got to do is just literally hover like 10 feet in the ground. <laughs> Cap literally can't do nothing. Yeah, yes, yeah, he, I mean, yes, he can. He could chuck. He could chuck his vibranium shield at him. But and what if Tony, Tony touches that? that? Right? What if Tony fly off that? like he can't? In one right? hand. He can't what catch he it. One, he catch it and hold it in one hand and shoot blasters at him. No, he, he can't. Cap's gonna get tired at some point. I mean, I understand he's Captain America. I love him just like you, especially barely Cap. You know, but no, he, he can do it point, all day, man. That's just so cool. I, 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 I don't know, dog. He sat there at Endgame, and the whole T'Chari uh, army was like coming out and Thanos' team, and my man had half a shield. I was like, all right, let's do this. I don't know, <laughs> my boy, man. my boy Gully. No, Look, I mean, man, you'll never... let's not let's not sidetrack into the the superhero who can win a fight thing too much. And because really the, the main thing I think that we're talking about here is, you know, they, they have a lot of movies they put out and there's like a lot of oversaturation. And you might say that the story is getting kind of weak. But I think what Mook was saying was compared to who? Fantastic or Fast and the Furious is the only other franchise making money. That's Their oversaturation. Story, that's oh, that, watered that, down. That, that hasn't yeah. been good since Fast and Furious 1. It has not. Lou might argue Tokyo Drift. He probably had a big Tokyo Drift phase. <laughs> I, I love Tokyo Drift. Actually. Of course you do. But like, well, I no, mean, but then, quick, then, just say. then DC's like giving up on their whole thing. So like well, no, they're, they're, they're restructuring. They're yeah, restructuring. They can't, they can't yeah, get out I, the box to save their life. It's kind of like a race. And it's like every time DC has a false start or they'll start. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm, like, let's start over. Let's start over. Did you guys hear about this? The, the Discovery WB merger? Discovery bought WB. Mm -hmm. And then so uh, I, a bunch of DC movies got the axe. Like they got rid of uh, Batgirl. Flash. Titans. My, Titans got, they got rid of Titans, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, but the thing is, too, another thing, too, I, I just want to say, like, even though I don't feel like it's really an oversaturation on Marvel's part, because I feel like I see that a lot. I feel like that's just like the general public, what they're saying, because, like, people were let down with uh, Love and Thunder. My thing yeah, is, I'm not, not going to sit here and say, like, everything Marvel is doing is a home run. I'm not saying, like, they're putting out nothing but tens. I'm not saying that. What I think they are doing, though, is they're just finding a void and just telling stories. That's my whole thing. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, this is great. Marvel's putting out nothing but amazing content. I feel like everything is watchable. I feel like everything is decent. I feel like some things are really highs, but Marvel's got to the point now where they're not giving you any real lows anymore. Like, it's either, it's either like midline. Like, this is okay. I don't know, dog. Black, black, and black Widow was pretty low, dog. No, I don't know Black about Widow. Black All Widow right. was good, right. man. Same black right. Widow was Basuda. Here. Black Widow. Uh oh, now, here he goes. Here we go. I'm 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 throwing some bows. But Black Widow <laughs> had a talking about storytelling. I mean, you were talking about storytelling. Black Widow is such an emotionally powerful story. Mm -hmm. That's actually besides Endgame, Black Widow, I think, is one of the only movies that got me to cry while I was watching it. So you might have been missing it. If you were if you're sitting there, you're worried about Taskmaster, it might have been a great villain. But like that story they had about human about the exploitation of females on a global scale. I thought that was amazing. I thought people don't talk about it. And it was pretty serious. They were killing people in Black Widow. Like, left and right, they are blowing people's heads off. I was like, well, I couldn't believe they were going there, actually, that, that hardcore. So it's not as good as Winter Soldier, maybe. But I think Black Widow, for that character, being just a girl with, like, a taser, I thought they really did a really good job yeah, of showing her I family. Agree. All that stuff, man. Whoa, whoa, Lou. Whoa. <laughs>
pump the brakes here. Uh, uh -oh. woke, woke Bill's jumping in the ring. Just a girl <laughs> with a taser. Just a girl with a taser. Is that what you think of us, Lou? Huh? Yeah. No, no, well, I'm, I'm saying good things. I'm Did you hear that? You hear that, hon? He's like, he we had like this guy. We had he this guy. Like we had this guy in our house, and he said that Black Widow's just a girl with a taser. She's a woman, uh, mind yeah, like, you. My, my point You're is, she has your own. big powers, You're an ally. She has You're big flashy ally. abilities. <laughs> they made her story feel super important. She had a big villain she had to deal with, and she she stepped up, man. She stepped up. She took on all those. She had clever ways of beating people. She showed how smart she was. The point is that, like you know, other like DC, for example, could have someone like Wonder Woman. And she has like a, a goddess of cheetahs or whatever that she's fighting. Oh, that was and, so bad. Yeah, and like it doesn't hit, right? And girls don't care, right? But I thought the the Black Widow story definitely hit into like you know that's the issues that girls have and how they're exploited by men. That's another <laughs> thing. That's another thing. You think about it. <laughs> I had a joke. I had a joke. Marvel. I'm not gonna. Marvel literally <laughs> started. Marvel literally started with their main people in Avengers. You know, right. like Tony. Uh, I guess you would say the Hulk movie was kind of like a one-off, but that was still kind of like setting him up. They had Thor. Oh, they might be getting his movie rights back Cat, in uh, 2020. Which they uh, should. DC literally, like, they can't even introduce new characters because they can't even complete the story with their main people in the Justice League. And we're sitting here criticizing Marvel about oversaturating the market. Like, they literally, like, if they're a tree, they've literally got so many branches at this point. DC is still a root at this point. Like, they can't even, like, get out the ground to even start. And that's my thing. Like when people be like, "Oh, Marvel's doing too much," or Marvel's, uh, they're they're uh, they're boring now, or like, it's well, one movie. Like, hold on, Love and Thunder. That's another thing we talked about before on the podcast, or like maybe just in conversations. Uh, Cass and I, like, when you think about it, the first two Thors were kind of boring. Like the second Thor was actually a bad movie, but then Ragnarok saved it in such a way that people forgot or they loved it. They fell in love with that character more. And then when Love and Thunder came out, maybe expectations was too high. Maybe people were, you know, just like wanting a little bit more from Marvel because they were getting a lot of shows, which was different when you consider the last time the full movie came out. But it's like, hold on. Look at the competition. Look at the movie industry and look at what they're doing. And it's kind of like, all right. Like, I feel like they, they deserve a one-off. Like, they deserve that. Like, it's like, you know what? This is fine. We'll, we'll still trust you. Wait, so well, Bill, did you did you like Ragnarok? Because on the podcast, you might have just got confused or misspoke. From the podcast, Mook sent me two timestamps, and one timestamp you said Ragnarok was bad, and about three minutes later you said Love and Thunder wasn't as good as Ragnarok. So how did you feel about Ragnarok officially? All right, so I, I may have gotten a little confused. Um, I, I lost my keys, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also. Papa had some daddy juice before the podcast. Um, oh, okay. Okay. No, no, all jokes aside. Um, no, I thought that Thor Ragnarok was the saving grace and Endgame was also a great continuation of that story. Um, in terms of uh, Thor's story arc, I thought Ragnarok was bomb. It was great. The action was great. Thor was like, like finally super badass. They kind of abandoned the whole Greek drama thing that they were really trying to push in the first two. Um, and that was because of uh, Taki Takiki Watiki. What's his name? I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the director. He's a, he's hilarious. Yeah. But but then I heard an interview with him about Thor Ragnarok and how some people were complaining about how goofy it was, and I think that the director took some creative liberties with the character, and because he's he's a the guy the the guy Takiki Watiti is is a satirical comedic director uh jojo or jojo rabbit i don't know if you ever oh, saw that i love yeah. jojo rabbit yeah um jojo rabbit was amazing um you know he did he did what we do in the shadows he, yeah. he's a executive producer there which is hilarious yeah. um so i think i think when in the interview he and i'm not going to misquote but the interview he pretty much said like i know what everyone wants me to do with the character next i don't care i'm going to do what i want to do with him and what i wanted to do was do something that no one saw coming. Now, granted, in the comic books, some of the source material, like Party Thor, uh, Goofy Thor, that's a real thing. His character had a, a run where he kind of humanized himself and kind of became a goofball, you know? Yeah. And I think we lost uh, Anthony. It's okay. I, I think he uh, dropped off. I, I can send him another text, see if he can uh, get back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
he's 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 right now he's unconscious on the side of the ring, and it's up to you and I to continue carrying the match until. All he right, gets back all in right, the ring. all right. We're not throwing the X up on him just yet. Um, no, you know I, that's... Do what I do what you're saying though. Like, like I think with with Ragnarok, it t- it did take him into a different direction. I mean, on what in the, the what if cartoon they kind of got more into the party Thor and showing that that idea of that character and like they, you know said like those aspects of his personality. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about Love and Thunder. Um, I think Love and Thunder Hello? was really unbalanced. Oh, look who's back! The, hey, I'm not the sure prodigal, what happened here. The prodigal, my son returns. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. No, it, <laughs> what I was saying was like with uh, Love and Thunder. I just thought that like they they had a story that was really serious and a story that was really funny, and I thought that they just they, they, the stories just conflicted with each other. I thought it was it could have been funny. If they had more like a less serious situation, but then I thought Christian Bale, he was he was great, and the, his character was awesome, and his story was great, but it was so serious compared to the other funny things going on in the movie. I just felt like it was just a bad choice mixing them all together at once. So right. I Hold on. Like Marvel's Hold like, on. We... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, was, I don't know if Marvel's like we need gore. The God Butcher in the movie because at the end of the movie we need blank to happen, right? To not give out a spoiler. And they're like, okay, we'll do the job, Marvel. We always have to move the Marvel universe forward. So like they have that. He's like, but we're not doing that. We're gonna have laughing goats and Thor being naked because that's funny, right? Ha ha ha. And it's like, yeah, okay. But then we there was nothing funny here. about Chris Hemsworth being naked. Am I right, Anthony? Uh, you're right. Hold on, let me. Uh, <laughs> one second. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, all right, I got it. I had to put my Marvel cape on. Uh, oh, God. Stop and think for a second. Maybe they were just trying something different. Like, maybe they were like, you know what? We're going to blend two things. And Marvel is so far ahead of it. Like, think of sports, where it's kind of like, you play a traditional way. This is the way we play. But then it's one team that's so much better than the competition. They're just right. starting to try shit at this point. Like, you know what? We're throwing a Hail Mary on first down. We're on a fast break in basketball. We're just going to shoot a three-pointer. We're not going for the layup. Marvel's like slam like, ball, right? Like when yeah, like slam ball. ball the, yeah, like slam ball. And basketball. Like, they're like, you know what? We're not, we're not doing a traditional way. We're not going to do like everyone thinks. And Marvel's probably like, you know what? Let's try to blend two worlds or two genres, a comedy and a, a, a drama. I understand there's dramedies already, but like Marvel's like, let us do this. But we're going to use our big dog, Chris Hemsworth. We're going to bring in Christian Bale. We're going to bring in a movie that's really anticipated, so that way, no matter if the numbers are going to save us, even if the reviews aren't really there, Marvel's probably like, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Like, I mean, so so what you're saying is maybe perhaps Marvel is just doing bad ideas right now. Maybe they're that arrogant. Yeah, maybe they're that. <laughs> arrogant. Yes, yes, and that's what it is. Also, like you said, there's nothing else on the market, so it's like playing Madden. You're like, yeah, I gotta buy Madden because there's no other football game. There's no other football games. They're perfect. Perfect knowledge. But that's not. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the people that have been loyal. Like, I'm a. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I mean, I walked around on my on my 34th birthday with a Captain America shield that my my girlfriend and kids got me. And and like like and proudly did that because I was just so proud to just show off. Number one, the shield is amazing, and number two, how much I love my comic books. So it's not it's just a disservice to the fans, and it's almost a smack in the face because you know what? You know I'm gonna go watch it. You know what? I'm gonna turn into Disney Plus. It's not time. right. And so also, can I can I do a sidebar what? real quick in terms of the volume that they're doing? Now, if you think about the next phases, they're only happening within the next two years, right? Uh, phase four is ending like this year um, yeah, and phase five is coming up right after and phase five and then phase five is going to um, actually it ends with Black Panther. Black Panther um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so what I'm realizing being a fan and seeing the slate that they have lined up for the next like two years, it's that's not a long time, guys. Um, I'm like, obviously, you're trying to increase the volume of superheroes in your universe because you can't have a secret invade or secret wars in the Kang Dynasty if you don't have enough superheroes because that was the problem with uh, Civil War with a lot of fans. It's like, it didn't really feel like a Civil War. It felt like sibling rivalry. And, you know, and obviously, if you're going to do secret wars, which is what everyone wants, and 
what everyone really wants to see, which is going to be amazing. You can't have an East Coast, West Coast, underground superhero mutant Fantastic Four battle unless you have all those people. So I get what you're doing. You have to create the content to set the stories up. If not, you're going to get an American Chavez in the Multiverse of Madness. Everyone in the movie, they were sitting there like, who the fuck is this kid? Why is she here? And why... <laughs> And why do why do we all have to care so much about her right now? Like, Wanda's looking for her kids, and that wasn't even the main plot of the movie. It was this girl trying to get back to her mom's. I'm like, man, fuck her. No, I'm gonna talk see, about her. No, see, that's the that's the thing. Like with people like you who like really, really. Whoa, really what do you mean, people like me? Looking <laughs> you people, you know what I mean. You people, you, you people, know what, you people, you, you people, you know what I mean. There's some context there, but no, like. <laughs> Like you, like you mentioned, Civil War. That's so like horrible. Civil, <laughs> Civil War movie was about accountability. They were all about, like, Tony wanted them to be registered, wanted them to be accountable. Cap said, no, we should live in anonymity. And they they didn't allow that. But you think about it, the comic line, it was about blowing up a fucking school. Like, it was like literally mutants freaking out and blowing up a school. They could never get that across on TV. Like they can't get that across on TV now. Like at no, no, point no you, 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 cool. you could, you could if you really? had the if if they no. had the rights to the X Men, the storyline would have been better. And if you they know what? Tried that that back then. Marvel would not even be as around right now because people would have been killing it even then. Like you, because school shootings is such a hot topic still. You can they never. Show they would have found a way to modify that, like that and. And they no. would have found a way to modify that. Think about, think about, think about uh, Miss Marvel right now. Like the finale, they had it where though it was at a school, and then they had a situation where it was against like you know like a SWAT team at a school, but they were like literally attacking over like softballs and like smoke uh, fire fire uh, extinguishers. Like, yeah, and they also had things. a warning before the show, didn't they? But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's certain things you can't get away with, and back then. They weren't putting warnings up on, on TV screens. They were literally just trying stuff, but they know they had to like tiptoe around it. Like you can't you can't say Marvel is like not pushing an envelope and they're introducing characters. Like Tony Stark was never a main character back then. Like, yeah, Thor was and and Captain America was, and Tony was in the comics, I guess, in some some level. But like if you were to ask somebody like their favorite Marvel characters, it probably went on for like probably five, ten minutes before they ever said like Iron Man. Because it wasn't like a big character. So like them introducing America Chavez in uh, Doctor Strange uh, 2, that's just them like bringing characters to life. Like that's all that I, I know, but I really felt like you made the movie literally. It was, it, it, it that movie, no, everyone would have died. You got to make it Wanda, hey, But that's the thing. It didn't fit. You rushed it. It didn't work right. It, it didn't. And so, then the so multiverse like of madness wasn't that multiversal or that much madness. It Except was. for when she killed the Illuminati, that was the best part of the movie. After that, underwhelming. And why and the she, hell is Wong in everything? Why is he in everything now? Wong's well, in everything. Was, that was that was the Easter egg. That was the Easter egg. Wong traveling through all these different portals and all these different uh, multiverses. That was the egg that they were planting through all this different stuff. And it was like, that's why it made sense where like, in multiverse, you see, like, oh, this is why he's jumping around so much. Like, that's why on all the different movies, he was constantly moving, constantly moving. It goes back to the first Avengers movie, which was, in my opinion, probably one of the worst movies. Like, the worst movies. Like, Avengers wait, wait. 1 is, like, horrible. What? Why? There's nothing going, there's nothing going on on the screen. They, it don't fit. Loki isn't threatening at all. Like it's literally like them trying to like get the story out there, so they just like put this out there together. Oh, and try you get crazy! You what? What you thought Age of Ultron was better? Let me guess. Yes. Yo, <laughs> yes. like, what kind of question is that? What kind of how is it is the Age of Ultron? It took over it, in the comic books. Age of Ultron lasted for like no, decades. See, stop. You got to stop doing that. See, no, you can't. You can't yeah, compare it's not the, the comics. to the comics. You can't do that because at this point, the comics is just literally for hardcore fans. <laughs> Where so the movies is for hardcore and casual fans. Like the movies has taken taken over. All right, you know what? You know yeah. what? You know what? Avengers one was freaking banging, and that shot no. with the original six, no where they circled them around them, was awesome. At any point, did you think Loki was going to win? Uh, at one point, yeah, they got overwhelmed. When at one point? When and, then, random, and then and then and then and then also you had this critical moment. Them. Uh, number one. Hulk got overwhelmed by the Shatari, okay? Number two, and we got to the point where, like, we were so desperate to beat them that we were going to blow up our own city with our own people in it. 
You think about all the films they were in together with. You Age of Ultron, Ultron was not threatening about, at all. You think about Ultron, Infinity Wars, Endgame, Civil War, First Avengers. I guess like those are all the ones where they're all primarily on the screen together. And you cannot sit here and say with a straight face that the first Avengers is better than any of those uh, other four uh, four movies. Okay, okay. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it like this. Anthony, I'm going to say it like this. <laughs> is that maybe, possibly, most likely, it was because for me, growing up as a fan of Marvel, to see that moment, to see that come together, that maybe there's, that maybe there's a sentimental value that I hold for that movie, but I don't think it was a bad movie, and I do think it was better than Age of Ultron. But see, that's that's the thing. That's the contradiction right there because you're you're allowing them grace for a film that they never done. So you're allowing them grace to be like, all right, well, you know what? This is the first time putting them all together and they're bringing the stories to the uh, to the screen. But then you sit here and look at Love and Thunder and you say like, oh, it's a boring movie. They literally well, that's Thor's first fourth movie. I mean, you gotta look at it this way. Like, yeah, dog. It being his fourth movie, you would think they figured out the remedy and it would have been good. Like wait, wait, you wait, wait. you Brand you had a real Brand wait, rock. Ragnarok was great. We gotta come in here. We gotta go throw some elbows again. So we gotta we gotta decide what are we judging these movies by so we can see what's good and what's not good because entertainment, entertainment and and keeping your interest. That's what I feel like. You just asked him, you asked Billy, if you look at all three Avengers movies, can he say Avengers one is the best one? But when Avengers One comes out. There is no such thing as Avengers movies. It's the first time. So when you went into the theater to watch Avengers 1, the job they were trying to do was entertain you on that Friday night for the first time ever with the Avengers. And I think for all of us, when we first saw Avengers 1, it did do what Bill said. It put the team together, which they never had done in any superhero movie. And it was entertaining for like watching it the first time. Then if you go see Age of Ultron and Endgame and all that and look back, it might be the week of the three. But its job, it, it accomplished its job when it came out. It, it's kind of unfair to compare it to the next decade worth of Marvel I'll, movies. I'll admit, I'm looking at it through hindsight. Like, I'll definitely yeah. admit that. Because I'm looking at it, like, now as if everything is played out kind of like now. But I remember, like, even at the moment when it came out, like, I still had hope. Because that was around the same time when we were releasing a lot of uh, X-Men movies. I was still holding out hope that maybe like the X-Men movies would like kind of do their thing. Like to me, I'm not going to say like, and that's the thing, like I understand like there's a place for everything with Marvel. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think everything Marvel does is 10. Like I said, like I don't think everything is amazing, but I do understand as a consumer and as a viewer, there's a place for everything. There's a purpose for everything. So to me, I can sit here and say, honestly, objectively, Avengers one is a bad movie. But I think it had a place. I think it had a reason. I think it's set up for everything else going forward. I'm not going to sit here and say they should never made it, or I'm not going to say like it's a hard movie in comparison to XYZ. I'm just comparing it to himself. But at the same time, I understand the movie had a reason and a place for why it was out and what it did. That's okay. my whole thing. All so, right. what about so then what Bill's saying about Love and Thunder is now Love and Thunder doesn't have that luxury. Love and Thunder is like Marvel movie number 76, right? So now, like, it doesn't have the same excuse of, we never done this before. It's the fourth time they're doing Thor, and they've done, like, 100 Marvel movies. And they're coming off of a super good movie, his a super good solo movie from Thor. I, I would like to retract and restate that I had got the movies confused, possibly, that... <laughs> For, for 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 reasons I will not state out loud, and and that Thor Ragnarok was one of, which was number one Thor's best movie out of the three that came before, and probably the best out of the four, yeah. and also just a solid superhero movie. It felt grand, it felt big. The story made sense. You you really fucking cared about everyone, like you cared about everyone, all the things that were happening. Um, you know, there was redemption for, like, Loki, like, and you're like, oh, wow. Um, That's so another thing. That's another thing real quick. You said Loki was good. I don't understand why people like Loki. I remember the, the, the TV show, online. Loki? The TV show, yeah. It was great. It was, all right, why? Why was it great? Because that shit was I, boring to me. I number one revealing the, the multiverse. That shit was boring. Okay. Number one, the story itself, I think it moves along swimmingly, Anthony. He, 
he fell in love with another version of himself. Like, what the fuck is that? Lou, don't we all? Um, I mean, I think about a female, uh, you know, Lou all the time. Or Sandy I Lou. wish oh, it was Lord. a female Billy Joe. That'd be sick. We would, oh, we would be a hot couple. Female Jay- Billy? We're talking about how Loki fell in love with his variant. Like, I mean, on, I would have fell in love with her too. Did you see her <laughs> with those they're horns? Pushing, they're pushing that. They pushing the actor Tom Hiddleston, whatever his name is, Hiddleston, Hiddletown, whatever. They're Hiddleston. Pushing down our, they're putting pushing him down our throat so hard. No, they're not. He, number Owen one, he's like solid. Them. He's People solid. Like what is wrong Owen with you, man? Owen Wilson summed him up so fast. He's like, you're not even that menacing. He was like, you're kind of like a, an annoyance. He was like, I don't, like, I don't get this. Why are you acting the way you act? And he's like, I'm the, the prince of mischief. I'm like mischief. That 1950s ass word. Like, <laughs> like, what is mischief? Like, he's a god of mischief. That's like, like saying like they'd like describe yourself. Well, you know, I'm a real rebel rouser. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> well, Never I think one. I think the problem with Loki is that he is based off of Norse mythology. He's Thor's brother. He's he is the god of mischief, like in real mythology. So, like, I, I think it's hard for them to really well. Well, right. here's the well, here's the thing too. Marvel came out, made a statement, said like Loki is making the transition to full blown hero. He's no longer oh, the god, god of mischief. They, like, like Loki's trying to save the multiverse now. God, I that's, think he's. I think he's got a hand in. I think he's going to be in quantum. Uh, quantum. Uh, was it quantum madness or quantum? A craziness? Quantum mania. Yeah, with uh, with Ant- which I'm actually really excited about. Same. I'm excited. I want to see Kang in full force. That's Same. what I want. By the way, uh, wh- wh- what's his name? Jesus, that guy was just even as like that variant version, which I love how they hinted to the the blue and the uh, the purple. Loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, what's his name? The actor's name. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do actors. Jonathan Majors from, from Kang. Oh, let's Conquer. go. What's, what's yeah, ba- yeah, Majors. Yep, yep, yep. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. He was so in the little part that he played, he was like, he made me uncomfortable the whole time he was on camera. I'm like, yo, this guy's good. Yeah. He's oh, he's good. Amazing. He's real good. Yeah. But that's my point. Like, like you said, you said that with WandaVision. Like, we got to give out seven hours of our life just to get to the last like three, 30 minutes or whatever, just to enjoy this. That's how I felt with Loki. I literally was watching Loki for like four months before I finished it. Just because it was so boring. It's like, yo, this is not it, man. Like, this is. This is not it. Like, well, I think Loki. I think Loki and Eternals. They're they're two of the slowest things that they've yes. done. I think they have a lot of heavy lifting to do because they have to explain to the casual moviegoer a lot of crazy concepts that aren't like the Celestials. Yeah, like yeah, like like you know, Loki has to explain how Marvel's going to handle this whole entire multiverse theory, uh, variants, all this stuff they want to do. And at and the end of Captain Marvel, they introduce or uh, Miss Marvel, they introduced mutants. Yes, Loki is not better than Miss Marvel. I don't care what no one say. I'll die on this hill. I'll stay on this hill forever. This is this Miss Marvel was Miss Marvel was cute and it was fun. Miss Marvel was cute and it was fun, and I love. I really love the girl they got for it. I love the cast they built. I love how they tied it in. But I'm sorry, Loki was solid storytelling, brother, and that's what it was. It was. It, was it had to introduce the multiverse. There's no other way to introduce the multiverse. Because here's the thing, what do you mean Loki was Loki, Loki was better at doing multiverse than multiverse of madness. No, it wasn't. No, it was yes, it was. They, they yes, it was. Multiverse, multiverse madness is pretty good, though. I mean, I don't know if you're. It wasn't. It wasn't very multiversal. They introduced the multiverse when they freaking show those WandaVision and they brought Quicksilver who wasn't Quicksilver but he kind of was like someone else who could be Quicksilver. That was kind of like an introduction into multiverse. They could have stuck with it there. There well, was no reason for a low-key TV show. Like literally none. Well no, no. I mean they because it, it's you gotta again you gotta remember they're, they're seeding things for down the road. So at some point like there's like concepts they introduce in that in that show like the like the, like the guys who like keep the order for time and, and trying to trim multiverse paths that like you're not supposed to have i guess when they killed kang the conqueror they're gonna have to trim his branches so that he don't exist anymore because in the comics he like always exists and marvel yeah. usually doesn't do that they always figure out a way like to kill the villain at some point um but that's one of, that's one of the things that, like loki's gonna end up being a youtube video for people where they go back and then they 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 hear all it summed up because it's a lot of explaining like with the eternals the eternals have to explain like like bill said the celestials 
what they are, what, what Thanos is, you know, the, the, how they're made and all this stuff. Um, you know, and so there's all these things you have to explain because then I'm sure it came to Conqueror when he's like in Egypt. It's just way so much, it's so much story. So some movies are going to be more action-packed and fun, like Guardians, where they just like stand around the ship and just make jokes all the whole time. And in some movies, it's like, all right, well, you got to you gotta move this overall Marvel story around. Um, well, I guess maybe that's where well. you get, I, mean, I guess maybe that's where you get crap stories like Black Widow. So yeah, maybe you're, you guys are right. I'm saying right. it now. I'm saying you it guys right, are right now. I'm saying it right now on Friday, August 19th at 4.59 p.m. If they make a Loki movie, it will be top five in box office sales and Black Pan- and Black Widows is going to sell higher. We'll have bigger box office numbers. What? If they make a Loki movie, it's going to be bottom five box office numbers. It's, it's, not, it's not interesting. He's not a good actor. It's not good. I don't it's think they really make not. a Loki movie. I mean, he had, they already announced they're making the second season of Loki, and I think it will be more fun. And I'm not watching it. I'm not well, watching it. Well, you're going to have to watch you it because if you're, if you're so well, concerned with the multiverse, Anthony, you're going to have to. So joke's find, on you. I'll find some summary video on YouTube with some random kid. I'll give him a view, and I'll watch his stuff instead. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Loki did better handling and even better explaining of the multiverse, man. It was right, so boring. So, so we got about 15 minutes left on the podcast. What about the situation we had with this Batman movie versus Top Gun? Yeah, come on. Talk come come on, on, man. What was the issue you had about that, Ant? Come yeah. on. Like, come on, Ant. That movie was, movie was good. I'm not going to lie. The movie was good. There what, the Batman? Good. The Batman was good. I liked it. But there's no chance in hell that movie is better than Top Gun. I think Top Gun is movie of the year. It's not even close. Like, it's literally not even close. People have been waiting for a non-Marvel movie to be big box office. That movie's well, been like good thing that the Batman movie. was DC. Come on, man. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. Robert Pattinson Check probably won't be invited to the Academy, the awards. Like, all right, like... like, I mean, I like, like because real... it, dog, I like I'm, he's not even the best Batman. It was, it was a bit good. Long. I liked it a lot. It was a little bit long. Number one, did, number one, did we need a Top Gun two? Did we? Did we need it? I didn't think we did, but we definitely did. We definitely oh, did. Okay. Lou, it's because you like the beach did. scene. Shut up. The, um, the what? You like the beach scene. The, these, that's a good cinema, man. Put something, put something beautiful. On <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, oh, look at Miles Teller. He got ripped for this one. <laughs> I was surprised. I watched Top Gun. Me and my family watched it. We none of us seen the first one. I think my wife probably seen like when she was younger. Probably saw the first one. We all walked out of there talking about that movie on a crazy high. Like I felt like I felt like we all just like drunk like an amp or a bang energy, whatever they're called. Like it was so good. It's pure adrenaline. And I don't even like Tom Cruise as an actor like that. I think he's kind of overrated. But I thought I I do too. I was like, I see why people will hold him in such high regard for action movies. Now, here's the thing. No, I'm not saying in terms of the action, the practical uh, stunts, all that stuff. Super, super sick. But if you, it just, to me, it just felt like an action movie. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit any chords with me. It didn't strike any chords. I didn't feel an emotional connection to it. And like, yes, dog. Yes. You know, Batman did. You know, I'm brooding sometimes. You know that. Yeah. I mean, like, what was, I, I think about it. I don't even feel like I remember what the, the story and the point of the Batman was. I know the Riddler was the bad guy, and that, that took like five hours somehow for him to explain it. At least it felt that way. But um, yeah, I don't remember like why. Like, what was the point of the Batman? I well, to me, to me, one of the major themes in, in, in the plot was you know, which is you know, kind of was shown in other Batman movies. But not like this because it felt very real. The corruption within the system that we're supposed to trust. Which was good. Which was really good. Like, it was dirty from the bottom to the top. And the thing is, like, Commissioner Gordon, um, Batman, you kind of learn. You're like, like, oh, wow, if I'm going to play this game, I got to kind of play ball with these guys. I can't – because you can't be purely good and think you're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with corruption. You won't. You Yo, can't. Man. Batman felt like three long ass Law and Order episodes. I'm gonna just be honest you, with you. You are horrible. You I mean, are horrible. What the fuck? <laughs> you're, you're saying, you're saying Batman, the Batman, it, it dealt with Gotham being corrupted. 
I mean, no, no, like see, Lu, no, no, movies about that. No, Lou, Lu, yeah. see, the way, see, when really you're saying is. that, no, Lou, when you're saying that, there's an oversimplification of what the the tone, the message in there. It is the inescapable, um, like reality that everyone and everything in this society, in our society, in America, I'm just gonna say it out straight. It's probably corrupt in some form at any tier or rung in the ladder. It's corrupt. And you cannot try to save a city by being wholly good. You have to be some form of dark yourself. And you need to take the, the, the what's, what's that? The lemonade that the, the lemons that the world gave you, which Bruce Wayne lost his parents. And then also found out that his father was part of the corruption to find out that you are bred the darkness that, that you are fighting against. You're bred from it. The reason why you're even doing what you're doing, you are somehow connected to that corruption. And then it shows the lineage and like the effect of like, 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 like almost like genetic, like, like, um, like evilness, you know, like, like part of Batman's ability to be the bad guy a little bit is because his father gave it to him because his dad was a dirty politician and, and doctor too. And so that's Yo, crazy. That's you're saying the Batman's a pretty depressing movie. <laughs> Lou, 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 I, I helped you produce one of your albums. It was the Batman before the Batman, okay? That's so not depressing. <laughs> it's just a message. Yo, exactly. In the Batman had a there. message. I but understand see, everything you're saying. But when but you say it like that. Time. All right. Well, maybe I don't want cheap thrills, uh, Lou and Anthony. Cheap maybe thrills. maybe I want to think. Maybe I want to think Batman, when I Batman watch a movie. Cheap thrills. They literally had how many times to see how Batman was produced and be like, no, we're going to find this character, which we've seen uh, Scarecrow before, we've seen Penguin before. Like, then we're going to add Carmine. What is it, Carmine Falco? I think it is. He was in. He was in. He was in Batman Begins, but very briefly. But that's what I'm saying. Like they got all this stuff to pull from. Literally. Yeah, but 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 they they did a. Oh, he did the same exact fucking movie down to the goddamn beach scene, Lou. I mean, no, no, man, man. those are homage, those are like little homages to like the past. Yeah. yeah, that movie was so like. And don't get me wrong, I like again. I don't like. I don't want to come across as like I'm this. I'm dissing the Batman. Batman was really good. I liked it. There's no world where the Batman was better than uh, better than uh uh. uh what's gun? it called? Yeah, Top it does. Gun. In the multiverse of existence, in my world, Batman was ten times better. All right, well, clearly happy hour started a little early for you today. Like, <laughs> like actually, I'm having, I'm actually having myself a glass of Pinot right now. Um, I like to hear that. Like, that's that's good. So, I mean, was that all the big things? Was that all the big issues you had with some of Billy's takes on last week's podcast? Mook? God, I gotta think, man, because it's 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 a lot. <laughs> like, it's a <laughs> lot. We're at the, we're at the four minute warning here. We got about four minutes left on the podcast. I want to make sure we don't leave anything out. Well, no, that's that's it. Like the well, Top well, Gun thing, and then Marvel. That that we can we can keep it there. So so I think we should all have one minute for for final for closing arguments. All right. All right, you go ahead first, Bill. All right, I, I got till three forty-seven. So here we go. In summation, I understand why Marvel is doing such a high volume of movies. They are leading up to probably what's going to be even more ambitious and even bigger than Endgame. But it doesn't mean that you can sacrifice quality. And even quality of, of, of the of the effects, that's one of the biggest things I had wrong with Black Widow. The, the CGI was terrible. Um, so that's first and foremost with Marvel. I get what you're doing. Just stop letting me down. Thor Love and Thunder was garbage, okay? Number two, the Batman emotionally was more moving and gripping than Top Gun. Top Gun visually maybe was better. Maybe like it was more exciting. And I get it. We all love roller coasters. But you know what? I'm looking for something a little bit deeper. That's my closing argument. All right, Ann, what do you guys say about that? The Batman was good. All right? We don't even know if they're going to give us a follow-up to this Batman because they reboot Batman so much. So I can't sit here and praise him as the best Batman. I can't say that he's like this groundbreaking Batman. At this point, he's just literally the first Batman of possibly of the reboot. Um, Top Gun literally... Did we lose you? Are you? There Did we now? lose him again? Oh no! <laughs> I think we lost him. You know what? That's just the universe saying, "Shut the hell up, Anthony." No one cares. Oh, he dropped. He's gone. Oh, he dropped. That's what you get, you son of a gun. 
Billy wins. Raise that my hand. Great. It was like all I want to say about Top Gun is, and then he like dropped off. <laughs> that's 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 the universe saying, Nah, bro, we good. We don't need it. All right, so I'm gonna have to finish finish that off with Go my ahead. also thing. I mean, I, I hear what he's saying. You know, Batman's good. I think overall, DC, we just don't know. And I feel like everything they do, it's like, well, how excited should I get? Like, I like Peacemaker, um, but Love how Peacemaker. excited should I get? I don't know where this is going. Um, so I think that's the thing with DC. So hopefully, eventually, it'll, you know, be put back together. I like Top Gun because I thought thematically, a big argument was, you know, do we need movie theaters anymore? Do we need Tom Cruise and regular actors who are not superheroes anymore? Can you make one movie that's good without it being, you know, tied into? Um, so I think that would, and I like Top Gun. You know, I thought it it resonated with me because I, I think it, it answered that question. Was yes, you can shoot something different, figure out a new way to put visuals on the screen, figure out a new way to bring in young actors and let them do just one movie and let the movie be good from beginning to end. And then you can leave, and, and it made a billion dollars. It broke most of the box office records. Um, so I think that was a big accomplishment. Did it break a billion worldwide? It broke. It broke like so many records. I don't even know them. I know it broke six hundred million domestically, and it was his highest grossing domestic movie. It, I think it. I think it definitely broke a billion off the top of my head. I don't have like I can't look it up. Um, mm -hmm. It broke. It broke most records. It, it, it broke so many records. It's insane. And I think that's really what people are asking for from Hollywood is, hey, you know, if you, there's so many guys out there talking bad about Marvel movies, well then do it better. Make your own movie that's so good, we can't help but go see it. Um, and a lot of people aren't doing that. So I think that's what, but Top Gun might not be like the greatest movie of all time, but it's definitely, for it not being a franchise, I mean, I don't even think there's a second movie I can compare it to, a non-franchise film, in the last 10 years, like nothing pops out as something that wasn't Marvel or something that wasn't a franchise that blew me away. Um, mm -hmm. I can't even think of anything. Also, by the way, uh, he amassed um, 1.24 billion at the global box office and it now ranks in the top 20 action movies of all time. Yeah, and that's crazy considering that the property is so old, young kids don't know it. Right. Like um, it's it's not doing it any favors that it's called Top Gun. It's, it's very few people that are going to come back to even watch that film. Um, if anything, like who even cares about airplanes? You don't see airplane movies every day. You don't even see military films that much anymore. Nah. Back in like the 80s and 90s, there were so many cop movies and military movies. Yep. That genre kind of lost the superheroes. So he's like battling an uphill battle. But I think, you know, him really putting everything they could into it. Um, I was really surprised. Plus, it's it's just him. Miles Teller is kind of a name. He's a younger name, but the rest of that cast is pretty much unrecognizable to me, at least. Yeah, no, and, um, there's a lot of new faces. He probably just launched a bunch of careers just now. Yeah, yeah. So again, at the end of it, I thought like, you know, yeah, I, I do want to come to the movie theaters to watch movies, and I do want to. I do hope other original stories come out that are good. I feel like it was him. Just you know, the rest rest of Hollywood has to step up. If you're Ben Affleck and you don't want to be Batman. Then, then make another Argo. Make something else that's amazing. If you're a director, if you're Scorsese, and you don't want to do a superhero movie, then you know, I enjoyed The Irishman, but perhaps just get it to like two hours so we can put it in theaters, right? Because like right. you can't do that all the time. So I think these other people have to step it up and make something that's awesome. I think Brad Pitt's doing Bullet Train. I think that looks great. John Wick, We Count Reeves, that's good. So those are some really good movies. Um, I love John Wick. John Wick's is fire. Yeah, and that's really just one director. The director who did Deadpool which is a non-Marvel movie technically, and um, the did John Wick is the one who did Bullet Train. So there's like three or four guys out there that's not Marvel that are killing it. Um, but everyone else needs to step it up. So I think that's probably what I'm guessing what Ant would have said. And the last thing I was going to say was, you know, I'm just happy that we got about 30 years worth of friendship on this podcast and that, um, you know, these movies exist so we can have something fun to talk about, something that unite us and right. uh, get us all excited, bring us together. And that's the whole point. So, like, everyone wins. That's my my happy-go-lucky way to end the podcast this week. But, yeah, I got to go. My time is up for this week. I hope you guys have fun. Did you have fun, Bill? I had so much fun, man. You know, it's great. it was great being with Anthony, too. I haven't I – haven't, well, I'm going to see him soon because we're going to be doing our fantasy draft for football. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a great time, man. And, listen, man, whenever you want me back on to debate things, uh, I'm a master debater. 
uh, in public or behind closed doors. So you, you call me up and I'll, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. All right, then we'll have to do this more often, make it a thing. But I'm, I'm Sammy Rye. Thank you guys for listening. And again, thanks to all my guests who joined the show. Sorry, Ant dropped off. But you guys hopefully have a great week. And um, that's it for this version of that podcast with Sammy Rye. You guys take care. Peace. 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 <laughs>